Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's Becky Pearson with Pearson Physical Therapy, and today I'm joined with Jonathan Jacobson, and we are talking about direct primary care, and we have a new clinic here in Broken Boat, and Dr. Jacobson came in and is kind of we'd say kind of flipping the script on healthcare, which I think is awesome. Thinking outside of the box and um, giving people other options. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and we'll dive into the direct primary care. Thank you. Well, I'm actually from 10 miles up the road in a town called Murrah. I haven't lived there for 40 years, but that's where <laughs> I grew up and went to high school. Um, so, you know, Broken Bow is kind of home for us. Um, and when you talk about you know, a new approach to healthcare. Really, what we're trying to do is turn the clock back 50 years. Uh, back before the days of insurance, where you knew who your doctor was, your doctor knew you, you could call your doctor, you could ask them questions. You know, if they called, they were going to pick up the phone and answer. You know, with today's technology, it allows us to do it via text, it allows us to do it via video visits. So we're accessible um, a lot more ways than if you're what I call in the system or going to a fee for service clinic that that actually takes insurance and builds insurance because a lot of their contracts restrict doing things such as a video visit where because it's direct primary care is a monthly cash payment to me from you, um, we're able to do a lot more things outside of the box and in a traditional healthcare system. Yeah, it's great to not have insurance dictate what you want to get done, basically. Well, I tell people all the time, if I'm if I'm in a fee-for-service clinic where I'm taking Blue Cross, Blue Shield, I'm taking Medicare, I'm taking Medicaid, I have Aetna, in reality, that's who I'm working for because they're the one paying the bill. Um, health insurance is the only industry that there's a third party that's actually the arbitrator and payer of the money. I mean, think about your car insurance and your house insurance. There's nobody out there dictating what can be done, what can be done. You buy insurance, it has a deductible, you know you have, you're gonna pay this much out of pocket, and it's, you buy those things for your catastrophic. Health insurance, as you know, being a business owner, any insurance is a risk mitigation tool. Health insurance is not a risk mitigation tool the way it's structured today. Um, we're getting closer to that because these high deductible catastrophic plans are making the consumer spends so much more of their money. Unfortunately, they're not priced like a catastrophic plan. They're yeah. priced like a first dollar pay plan is what it used to be. I mean, I was a banker, and I banked for 10 years before I went to medical school. And in 1984, my first banking job, we had a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan through the Nebraska Bankers Association with a zero deductible. Oh, yeah. That's unheard of. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and when they went to $100, you could swear they cut the left hand off every banker in, in the state of Nebraska because, oh, my God, $100 deductible. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it should have never been zero. It should have never been 100 It should have been 5000 or 2000 from the start and then priced accordingly, um, just like our car insurance, our house insurance, our boat, our homeowner's insurance, our business insurance. So we're just really trying to turn that clock back um, and a lot of people, you know, think of businesses like um, Kodak. You know, Kodak didn't keep up with the times when it came to digital because they thought everybody would want to see that picture and hold it in their hand, not realizing that, well, I can't, I just hold it in my cell phone hand. Yeah. 
And so trying to be innovative and think outside the box, but in reality, we're just coming along. So explain how it works. There's a membership involved and um, people come as little or as, as often as needed for that same price. They do. So our, some people call it membership, some people call it a monthly cash pay. Um, it doesn't matter to me what people call it. It's simply a, a monthly cash payment from my consumer to me. And for that, I will provide them with their primary care. The, the price is based upon age, because just like your car, the older a human gets, the more maintenance we require, so the price goes up. So for our pricing, which is different all across the U.S., depending on which direct primary care clinic you go to, we charge $15 a month for kids 18 and under with an adult. 19 to 44 is $50 a month. 45 to 64 is 75 a month, and over 65 is 100 a month. And then we do have, since we have an office in Kearney, which is a college town, we have a college fee of $35. So people say, well, what does that get me? Well, my question to them is, what does your health insurance get you? And really, it gives you access to me and my team. Um, if you come and see us once a month, it's all included in that membership. If you see me 10 times a month, it's all included in the membership. So the only time you pay more is if we do more. So for example, if we were to draw your blood, if we were to do a procedure, if we were to sew you up, if we were to burn off a mole or a wart, you're going to pay more. But the way we have done it, and the way most direct primary care physicians have done it, is we price that at our cost. So day in and day out, I will save people in Kearney 90% of their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, because we have a negotiated price with a lab company. We charge $10 to draw your blood, you pay a sense of what I pay for the lab test, I've rounded them up to the next dollar. So our basic lab panel, which is a five, five test panel, includes a complete blood count to see if you're anemic, have an infection, expand a liver kidney test, a TSH for your thyroid, a cholesterol panel, and I check a vitamin D at least once on everybody, because over 70% of Nebraska are vitamin D deficient, and our customers pay $42 for that. Uh, we've had people that have told us they pay $250 to $650, Wow. So that's just one, one savings that we do. We also, in Kearney, dispense medications. Um, I don't want to do that in Broken Bow because I have two pharmacists across the street from me. And the last thing I want to do is take business out of Broken Bow. We came here to help businesses thrive in Broken Bow. Um, so we're, we're working with the pharmacies to come up with a cash price. And I told them, I, I don't expect you to, to charge what I charge because I don't make any money on it. I'm just covering my costs but make it a reasonable profit margin so that you can stay in business, but yet our customers aren't paying this inflated, arbitrary price that's set by an insurance company. Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's where pricing is set. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. I talk about a lot is, is an MRI. So if somebody hurts their knee, they come in and see us, we do an exam, and we think, gosh, you've got, probably got a torn meniscus, you need to have an MRI. Uh, in Kearney, if you go to CHI, it's going to be about $1,950. If you go to Kearney Regional, it's going to be $2,400 to $2,500. Or you can log on to a website called mdsafe.com and actually purchase it up front, and it's $432. Really? So you can wow. save about 75%. And that's the same MRI machine and the same radiologist reading that if you use your insurance card or you didn't know about MDSafe and walked in, 
and get with a with a Christian sheriff like our no insurance that you're going to pay that nineteen hundred fifty dollars. You know, like for me as a PT provider, if I go through your insurance, I'm going to wait usually thirty days, sometimes ninety days to get payment, and and you know that to me is kind of that full price is to help me adjust for waiting on that payment. Sure. Or we have a cash-based price as well that you pay at the time of service, and you do get a significant discount of that. One of the things that, that we do for our customers um, is that we facilitate those kind of things. So whether it's going to physical therapy, whether it's going to see a specialist, um, you know, any kind of imaging, you know, if it's not an MD save, then we start calling around. So if I'm gonna send you to the specialist, and you have a high deductible plan, or you have a Christian share plan, or you don't have insurance, uh, I will call the specialist and say, look, they want to pay you today. When they come see you, they want to write you a check or bring you cash, what's that price? And three years ago when we opened, it was like, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Now when I call it, it's like, oh, you're that guy, well, here's the price. Mm -hmm. they, it, it's at least in Kearney, the specialists are recognizing, and the hospitals are too. Um, you know, the hospitals between 30 and 40% cash discount. Mm -hmm. If you pay at the time you go to the emergency room or you, I mean, you get the, your bill or you pay uh, afterwards, they will negotiate 30 to 40% off your bill. Yeah, basically because we don't have to wait for that money. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we know we're getting paid instead of having a denial come in, you know, 90 days, six months down the road that this you know, whatever loophole wasn't jumped through, or, you know, I mean, or right. you didn't jump through the hoop, and so they said, oh, you didn't have free authorization, so, it, but that's a full frustrating thing. Well, and it's that way in primary care as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the reason, you know, I was, I was a primary care physician in Geneva for 10 years, and then I was recruited to be the chief medical officer of a new startup company in Omaha. And after three and a half years of that, I was so burnt out, I was ready to leave. I mean, I'd only been a doctor for 15 years, and I was ready to get out. Um, because of the pre-authorizations, because of quality metrics, that, you know, as Medicare, when I left in 2017, there were 39 quality metrics for Medicare, of which really four or five made a difference. You know, do you smoke? Do you have diabetes? Is it controlled? What's your blood pressure? What's your cholesterol? Um, you know, there are all these quality metrics that, a lot of physicians, you, you look at them, they, they're checked, but they never got discussed. Right, right. And so where I don't take insurance, we eliminate all of that. Mm -hmm. um, because my quality metric is if I don't provide you good service and I don't provide you a value, mm -hmm. then you fire me. You quit paying me. Mm -hmm. And so that's the American way. That's, that's entrepreneurship. That's business of its finest. Mm -hmm. That's the way our economy is supposed to work. It's not supposed to work by dictated prices by a third party, and that's what health insurance and, and hospital pricing is. Mm -hmm. Most people can't come up with 2000 on top of something else. Right, right. Because people want to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in Nebraska, so we're right. not a, a handout society. Right. It's priced that way because some insurance companies will pay that amount, basically. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, yeah. You know, that's my about, feeling on it. I, yeah. was, I tell people all the time, you know, when I was in a fee-for-service clinic, Every two years, we got what our reimbursement was from all the insurance companies we dealt with, all the different payers, and we priced our, our offices into what the highest reimbursement was. Because you didn't want to leave money on the table. Right, right. And then the rest of them, you just wrote that difference off. Right. Um, but it had no variation.
information or no relation to what it actually costs. Right. You know, I can tell you what things cost me. Mm -hmm. I, I, by eliminating insurance, I figure I cut between 40 and 45% of my overhead right at the top. Mm -hmm. So we can have a smaller patient base. So in Kearney, we're a little over 600 mm -hmm. uh, customers in our, in our, in our panel. Uh, but that allows me to guarantee same day, next day appointments. That allows me to fill medications typically the day that our customers need it. You know, that allows me to answer text messages and emails and do video chats mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in real time instead of, well, my nurse will get back with you and then three days, four days later, somebody calls them back. Mm -hmm. Nobody thinks about customer service in healthcare. That's um, not foremost in there. No, it's, it's about we have to generate. And the more clinics that get bought by hospitals, it's not about your care or the service we provide. It's about ROI and ROE. I mean, we got what? How much do we spend? How we got to generate? Mm -hmm. um, if you're a family physician in Carney and you work for CHI, you're expected to see 23 to 27 people a day. Well, seven hour a day. That's one every 15 minutes. There's no way you can provide good quality healthcare. Do you see this in other professions? Like, you know, I was wondering if there. If there are other physical therapy clinics that have done something like this. Well, when I Googled, when I first started thinking about direct primary care, uh, I, I've been fortunate. I was part of the, my, my old boss when I joined or got out of residency was really pushed the Nebraska Medical or Nebraska Family, Family Physician Association. So I got involved with them and I went up through the leadership. So I was able to travel all over the U.S. and listen to these so called healthcare experts. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got involved with the American Academy of Family Physicians, which allowed me to even get a broader spectrum. And in 2012, I started hearing these young guys out of Wichita talking about, you know, they set up a cash pay. They got out of residency about the time Obamacare was coming in. They just didn't feel like they wanted to do that. And then I thought, well, that's kind of a cool niche market. You live in Wichita, you can do that. If you live in Broken Bow, you probably can't do it. Um, and then in 2015, their message kind of changed that well, you know, now we're having small businesses come to us saying we can't expand our business because our healthcare costs are killing us. Can you help us? Mm -hmm. So they worked. And about that time, it's like, yeah, that, I think that would work. Um, so when I finally decided to, that I was going to get out of the fee-for-service world, um, I did quite a bit of research, and there are primary, there are uh, physical therapists that are doing cash pay clinics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure how they work or what mm -hmm. they're what they use as their benchmark, mm -hmm. uh, but there are. I mean, there's there are dentists that are starting to do cash pay because they're tired of dealing with the insurance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, optometrists. I wish there were more of them, but we're even seeing in the medical and the physician world, uh, gynecologists, OB/GYNs are starting to. Um, some of the su even su super subspecialists, what I call the ologist or the partialist, you know, are starting to see the value in just being getting paid up front and not having to deal with all the overhead. Um, one of the questions that I asked when we came in today was, um, if I were a patient of yours and I got admitted to the hospital, would you be able to care for me at the hospital? And we would. Now, that's not... I can't say that if you go to the emergency room that I'm going to be able to see you there. But if you got admitted, our plan is that we would then take over the care. You know, we just opened this clinic two weeks ago. Uh, we did kind of a soft opening the first week. 
Last week, we finally got our countertops, got our ribbon padding on Friday. Um, I've hired a nurse practitioner who started two weeks ago. So her and I are going to be joined pretty tight at the hip here for the next three months. Once we get to January, our plan is we will have somebody in Brokenville four and a half days a week, probably somebody in Carney four and a half days a week. So at that point, I mean, I have privileges of both hospitals, both hospitals in Kearney. Mm -hmm. um, so I admit people there and take care of them. So that would be our plan here. If you go to the emergency room and get admitted, it probably won't be us, but then after that, we would try to come in and take care of them. Anything else that I haven't touched on that you feel like really um, people really don't know that um, is important to know? Well, one thing I like to talk about is, is our value statement. And I always talk about our value statement being like a four-legged chair. And the first leg of that chair is access. Because as a, as a customer, as a, as a patient, one thing is I want to talk to my doctor. Not necessarily do I think you need to talk to me, but they feel like they do. So... Access is a huge thing, especially in primary care. You know, um, what's, the, what's the dose of Tylenol? Little Johnny fell down, do I need to take him to the emergency room? Just getting those kind of questions answered. So by being, being available to provide access by video, by chat, by texting, by telephone, by, you know, 30% of the time in Carney, I answer the phone. You know, having that access to myself and my, my team really bolsters people's health. The second thing I talk about is time leads to relationship, which then leads to trust. So a question you asked me before we started was, if I have a sinus infection, you know, do you require people to come in? And, and I always tell people, the first time, definitely. Because I want to see what you're experiencing. I want to hear it in your words. Then I want to tell you what I, I'm seeing on your exam. The second time, probably. The third time, when you call me, you're going to say, I have this, this, and this, but I don't have this and this. Okay, I think you got it. We've now got to the trust. So all of our appointments are 30 minutes. Our initial appointment is an hour with every customer we have. Um, because we want to start building that relationship so that we can build the trust. Typical family physician or primary care visit in the U.S. is 15 minutes. Studies have shown the doctor's typically in the room about seven. But they're actually focused on you as a consumer for about three. Because they're trying to get their note done. Because if they don't, they're going to be there till 9 o'clock every night getting their work done. The third thing is transparency. So before I draw your blood, before I stick the needle in your arm, you're going to know exactly what's going to cost you. Um, before I do a procedure, if I burn a ward off or we remove, a, we suture you up or I remove something surgically, you're going to know what that cost is. I mean, suturing, I charge $20 a week to suture because that covers the cost of my suture and re-sterilizing my equipment. Um, so you know up front, there's no, none of this three months later, you get an EOB in the mess. Oh my God, I went $500 for that lab work, but I didn't know what was going to cost me that. And, uh, you know, I, we have patients all the time where customers say, well, I asked my doctor, and he said he didn't know. And I said, that's right, they don't know. I mean, I never knew in the whole right. system. Right. And then the fourth thing is really, you know, not only the cost savings of finding like the MRI that's 2000 versus 436 but really just having that quarterback, somebody on your side that can help you navigate this convoluted healthcare system that we have, uh, which a lot of people don't have that in today's world. You know, a lot of primary care clinics have chronic care nurses and those kind of things. And, and I tell physicians all the time, you think you're a patient advocate, do direct primary care. Because you're the one doing it. You, know, you are going to be that patient advocate. <laughs> yeah. You start yeah. out, you're not going to have a whole bunch of people. And, 
you know, we've opened here. We, we hired Wendy Glendy, who is our nurse who worked in this building for 10 years. Yeah. She's here. And then it's myself and Holly. And then mm -hmm. sometimes my wife will come up. Or, mm -hmm. But we have Robin in, in York or in Carney. And that's really our team. We don't have four or five people in the back room trying to collect the money or making phone calls. You know, we see you today, tomorrow, or if it's something acute, tomorrow or, or the next day, either Robin or, or Wendy or me will be sending you a text saying, hey, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And it's so it's so refreshing when you make that text or you make that call, and it's like, oh, why are you calling? I just want to see how you're feeling. Oh, well, nobody's ever done this before. Yeah. Those are the things that happened 50 years ago. Yeah. We have a lot of people in this area that either, A, don't have insurance, or it's just such a high deductible because they are self-employed. They're ranchers. They're farmers. They're, you know, and it is not all that cost-effective for them to uh, have uh, regular health insurance plan. In 2018, the last numbers I saw, the average family of four paid about $28,000 a year for health insurance. That's crazy. So if you take a, just say for instance, you take a, a MediShare plan or a Sedera plan, your employer, um, and it costs you $400 a month or $500 a month, so there's $6,000, and you take that other $22,000 and you put it in savings, you can buy a lot of things with cash because, again, everything in, everything in the world is negotiable. Cash, and I always tell the last slide of my slide deck, everything's negotiable, cash is game. <laughs> but people have not thought that they could negotiate with their doctor or with their hospital. Well, yeah, it's no different. And when you have somebody, a third party paying for something, and you're immune to knowing what the cost is, and when you talk about people now with high deductible plans, they're really now seeing what's getting charged. And yeah. it's like, well, this is crazy. Yeah. $12 for Tylenol? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was in the hospital, and I, I, I had my little 12 bucks for Tylenol. I could have took two out of my pocket yeah. for, <laughs> for dancing. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, direct primary care makes people be consumers again. And, mm -hmm. and that's why I call my customers customers and not patients. Because they are truly consumers, and that's we try to help them be better shoppers, in a sense. Um, and that's kind of the fun of it. I don't have to deal with dealing with an insurance company on preauthorization. It's like, well, let's switch to this medicine. You don't have to worry about it. And and you're absolutely right. It's a matter of they're trying to get their numbers in just so that they can stay afloat, and um, and they forget about really why most of us went into healthcare and was to take care of people. One thing I always argue when I'm talking with a group of physicians or an association, especially a medical association, is that as a physician, we've forgotten who our customer is. Mm -hmm. We've forgotten, we've taken our eyes off of the person sitting on the exam table and we've diverted them to who the payer is. Yeah. And with direct primary care, we brought them back. Um, and that's the beauty of what I do is I said three and a half years ago, I would burn out right quick. Mm -hmm. I love what I do. Yeah, now, I'm not going to do it forever, but I love what I do. <laughs> and I love getting up and going to work every morning. Where before it was like, oh man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And so the idea that, that you can actually, as a consumer, be paying and have somebody working for you. And, and I have people that will they'll go to the emergency room and I'll get the report and I'll call them and say, Damn, why didn't you call me? Well, it was 10 o'clock and I didn't want to bother you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why you're paying me. Right. Because right. if you would have called me, maybe we could have kept you out of the emergency room. Sure. Or kept you yeah. from going to urgent care. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times when people call in the evenings, it's more of a reassurance call. Mm -hmm. 
you know, most people know if I'm having chest pain, don't call me, go to the emergency because that's what I'm going to tell you. But just reassurance of I'll have a cough I've had for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. We can walk through those things. Now it's why could I have COVID? Mm -hmm. Well, you could, but are you having trouble breathing? Well, not really. Well, you don't need to go to the emergency room. Right. We, right. Can do it. we can tackle this in the morning. So that's the beauty of being able to reach out to your physician and being able to have that conversation. Um, I mean, it's amazing the amount of money we save sometimes. Just in that simple way. Right. Because right. they would go to the emergency room or they go to urgent care. Sure. Where if you have a relationship with your physician, you know, if they call me, say we take somebody off of their heartburn medicine and they call me and, you know, they're having burning substernal chest pressure. Well, they're probably having esophageal spasm, not a heart attack. Mm -hmm. But if you take that to the emergency room, you're going to get cardiac enzyme, you're going to get a chest x-ray, you're going to get an EKG, you're going to get this $10,000 workup. It was, well, let's just restart the medicine. Right, right. And so right. that's the, the kind of thing that we see a lot. The other thing we see is people who use their insurance, how the pricing is so convoluted, especially on medications. Mm -hmm. That um, well, you can go to Walmart and get uh, a thyroid medicine, levothyroxine, for 10 to 14 bucks for a 90 day supply. We've had what, documented 13 to $17 for a 30 day supply using your insurance card. Mm -hmm. So from $39 to $53, $51 using their insurance, or I could lay down a $10 bill or a 10 and a 5 and walk out with a 90 day supply. Those are the things people don't understand. We're a society that thinks we have to have health insurance, and we don't. There are other options, whether it's a Christian share plan, whether it's a Sedera plan, which is for small business and associations. Those truly are catastrophic. They're up to a certain limit. They're not going to pay anything. But over that, then the community will reimburse and pay for that. And that's the way insurance should be. And I think we will see more of that as we move forward, but some of that's restricted by the ACA. Companies can't offer. Yeah. Well, and it is if people are so used to insurance paying. I think they're they're moving. I mean, with all of the huge deductibles that we've ended up having to go to to be able to afford our insurance, people now realize they probably are going to have to pay every time they come into a PT clinic or a clinic of some kind, whether it's a copay, a coinsurance, or a deductible. But in years past, they just assume that everything's going to be covered. So they're not used to paying when they come in. And, and that's been a shift that, that has had to be made is that it isn't necessarily um, going to be covered by your insurance. And, and that's unfortunate, but it's, it is a reality. And that's not the way it should be. We should all kind of have an idea of what it costs us. But again, there's no reason that a third party should be dictating to us what we get reimbursed. So we're seeing more people all the time that are that are coming up with a cash price because they would rather deal with happy people and get paid than, like you said, wait 90 days and, and deal with people who are disgruntled because they're so frustrated with their insurance, not paying, or well, I thought they were going to pay this and they didn't. And, Usually by that time they're out of the pain. They're out of pain. They've graduated physical therapy. They're well, like, I'm back to doing everything. And oh, now I have this huge bill. They don't realize how miserable they were <laughs> beforehand too. So that that is another. Yeah, our memories are short. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking about this. I, I think I could talk about this for hours. I, it, it seems sure. like you probably could. As Trust well. me, come on back. We got We probably will. I think that's great. Like we could even talk about certain topics. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome.